We head on over to the news line. We're joined by ABC News correspondent Tom Rivers. And and Tom, I I can't believe it, but we are getting close to the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. And uh, that is something that is just stunning. Uh, And also stunning is what we're seeing now with uh, the pinch of oil restrictions now being felt, it sounds like, by Russia. Yeah, these figures come from the uh, the Russian finance department, so it's their their numbers, and they're comparing you know one year on. So we're looking at January, a month before the invasion, to today, and uh, their federal, if you will, budget revenues, uh, federal coffers down about thirty five percent, down about a third, so less money uh, than they have been used to having, uh, and really the backbone of their export business is really oil and natural gas. That's down 46%. So they've been trying to find some alternative markets and selling it on the cheap to places like India and China, and they're more than pleased to have, uh, if you will, a benefit uh, in the form of cheap energy because of the, as you say, the 12 months of, uh, of a war raging in, in Ukraine. And, and the the impact, the fallout of this, of course, has been felt here in the U.S. with higher gas prices. But certainly in Europe, I mean, where uh, families are, are are looking at uh, astronomical increases in their uh, cost to heat their homes, uh, yep. much less their transportation costs and the price of goods uh, going up. Uh, so, so I guess is the feeling that these embargoes, these restrictions are worth it? I, I mean, is that being felt in Europe? Well, it depends who you talk to. Uh, for the U.S., uh, you know, Europe seems far, far away. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head here in Europe, uh, feeling the impact. Flip side of the coin is sanctions against Russia means what? Big problems for the economies here in Europe. Just about every country over here is in recession or heading into recession. And you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, you've got Nord Stream 1 and 2 blown up. Who do you think did it? Uh, a lot of people have uh, some pretty good ideas over here. Uh, the investigation uh, supposedly still grinding on. But uh, they, they've lost that. The countries have lost natural gas, and they're finding alternatives. Now, everybody wants clean air over here, but because of the loss of that uh, stream, places like Germany, very, very... Uh, pro-environmental movement over there, uh, they're reverting now to a dirtier fossil fuel in coal, saying they need it, uh, absolutely need it to uh, to heat homes this winter. So very, very counterproductive, at least on that scale as well. So yes, uh, if, if you push, expect to be pushed back. And that's what uh, Europeans are seeing uh, 12 months down the road. But the whole idea behind the sanctions was to uh, get Russia to rethink the war. And and since they do use oil revenues for funding uh, their war effort, do you think it's it's having the, you know, desired effect of of maybe making it more difficult for war Russia to wage war? Well, not really. I mean, and and look by the month we're seeing, you know, small steps, but a larger and larger inclusion of weaponry from the West. And Russia is also getting, is supposedly getting weapons from Iran, drones, uh, artillery shells from, said to be from North Korea. So this is getting a larger, larger confrontation, a, a proxy war. Interesting, too, uh, the uh, former Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett gave an interview on Israeli Channel 12 
a couple days ago, talking about the process. He was a mediator trying to work between uh, Kiev and Moscow in the six weeks after the initial invasion. He said he was making some pretty good progress. Uh, and uh, he got to the point where it looked like there would be a possibility that there would be very little bloodshed after April. Um, and all of the money, taxpayer money around the world would not be poured into Ukraine. It would be poured into other domestic, if you will, concerns. Uh, he added that the Russian leader seemed to be ready to retract his demand for the demilitarization of Ukraine. Zelensky promised to uh, give up his aspiration to join NATO. Big, big stumbling block, according to Bennett. He blames the West for affording the possibility of peace between the two. They've got their, uh, if you will, heels dug in. Nope, we're going to pour more and more money and weapons into Ukraine. Uh, you know, damn the torpedoes. Let's keep feeding money, money, money into uh, what is and what was the most corrupt government on the planet. And that's where we are right now. Uh, not a very good place to be. Mm. And meanwhile, the war of attrition grinds on. I, I've seen figures, uh, Russia's uh, ministry, defense ministry, I believe, is quoting figures of 157,000 uh, Ukraine soldiers dead, while while Western estimates have put it, uh, Russia's dead as somewhere about 200,000 soldiers in uh, military lives lost, uh, something on uh, along that nature. So, uh, whether or not those figures are accurate uh, or dependable, I mean, they still point to just a, an enormous loss of life. Oh, very much so. And, and, and I hearken back to uh, people should check in with their congressman and uh, test him on what uh, Naftali Bennett is saying. Were they close? Was he close to developing a peace plan for the area that would have saved so much in blood, the blood that you're talking about, so much in money? taxpayer money that we both know about. Um, and we were talking about you know, not recessionary problems and pressures in Europe. Um, interesting to see uh, what happens, because this isn't a you know, conspiracy theorist on Twitter. This is the former leader, former prime minister of Israel saying just that. Mm. Interesting. All right. ABC News correspondent Tom Rivers uh, talking about some of the comments made by Natalie Bennett, as well as, uh, you know, what we're seeing as we approach the one year mark of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Thank you very much, Tom. Take care.